Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I'm your host. We're diving right into it. Patrick Lyons. And joining me today is a very special guest. Uh, Denver stand-up comedy legend in his own right, Adam Caton Holland. Wow, thank How's you so much. Good, good. Am I close to the mic? Is that working? We feeling it? Hell yeah! Thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, we're uh, you got some shows coming up, so we'll we'll plug those away. High Plains Comedy Festival and talk about the Denver comedy scene. But um, yeah, I was thinking about how I was going to introduce you because you have a very long resume uh, between. Tragedy plus time. Sure, yeah. A tragic comedy memoir. Yep. We could, we could touch on that. Uh, the Grolix three-season run on True TV. Sure. Are you getting embarrassed yet? Founder of the High Plains Comedy Festival, and maybe most importantly, your biggest thing on your resume, you did throw out a first pitch once in 2014. I did. I threw out a strike at a Colorado Rockies game in 2014 after browbeating them on Twitter for <laughs> two and a half years, three years, just guilting them into making... And allowing me to do it. Did you get the Statcast information on that first pitch? No, but I mean, there's a lot of people who think it hit three figures. <laughs> wow! Yeah, they're, they're trying to hold that information back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a shame. They it is do that. for yeah. scouting purposes. Since hashtag ACH first pitch got you to mm-hmm. have the first pitch in 2014, have you thought about a new hashtag? For the organization or for the Rockies right now? Yeah. What do you, sell, what do you want to do? What do you I, want to move? I got it. It's uh, sell the franchise is the hashtag. Okay. Sell the franchise. That's the new hashtag. Yeah. Times are uh, times are very hard right now. Uh, of course. I don't envy you being the host of a Rockies podcast right now. Sure. It's, it's really rough. Yeah. Well, the the key is you just have on like amazing guests that distract from the got season. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That that that's the key thing. Fair enough. Comedy. Comedy. <laughs> things I've yeah. done. Laughter. Don't bring yes. it to the Rockies. Understood. No. It's well. You've been a lifelong fan because you you are from Denver. I am. I'm and, born and raised here, and was a big big Rockies fan. Dad was a longtime season ticket holder, and and yeah, I remember Denver before Major League Baseball. Yeah, Denver Zephyrs weren't weren't too bad. Did you had gone to some Zephyr oh, yeah. games? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my neighbor, my garage. Uh, he was I was outside my garage the other day, and he's like looking in there. I had a Zephyrs pennant, and he's like, "What are the Denver Zephyrs?" And I was like, "Oh man, they were they fed into Milwaukee. They were mm-hmm. yeah." I used to go to Denver Zephyrs game. In fact, little known fact, I threw out a pitch at a Denver Zephyrs game. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, so yeah, you yeah. might be one of the only people to ever throw a first pitch out at a Zephyrs. And let me, let me uh, That's update a great, this resume. Rockies I've never thought Zephyrs. about that. Yeah, I, I just kind of remembered that. It was a teacher of mine worked for the Zephyrs in some small capacity, and I was a big baseball fan, so my parents convinced her <laughs> to make that happen for my birthday when I was maybe 11 or something like that. So yeah, I've thrown out a first pitch at the Zephyrs game, and I've thrown out Rockies' first pitch. I just realized wow. that. I just remembered that. There you go. Yeah. And then when they're the Montreal Rockies in a couple weeks, no, they're not moving <laughs> anywhere. They're doing good business. Uh, yeah, yeah, business, yeah. business. We're not talking baseball. They're I'm doing good uh, numbers financially. Yes. Were yes. you at the the first game at, at Mile High for the hundred percent. Uh, yeah. All right. It, yeah. yeah. Eric Young hitting that home run mm-hmm. first first at bat. Of course. Yeah. Everybody, that's a rite of passage. I feel like. 
I think what was like 90,000 people were there, they say, but I bet yeah. it. Uh, anonymous surveys, like people that were at game 163. Uh -huh. That one is like at a, I think it's around 400,000 people. <laughs> I, I, I was there. at that one too. You were? Okay. Absolutely. At 400,001. Yes, thank you. There we go. No, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Did you, do you ever go down to Colorado Springs to go to Sky Sox games? I've been to one Sky Sox game back in the day. Yeah. That stadium was a mess. The wind down there was just, Kinda. it was, yeah, I felt bad for any pitcher trying to like make it from there because that was that was a rough stadium to pitch in and it didn't face the mountains no you couldn't see it it was just a residential area behind it i was actually just talking with uh cory sullivan uh from 2007 sure, yeah. uh over the weekend at, about what that ballpark was like and he said the outfield sloped down to the fence so he said if the center <laughs> fielder was like you know with it had his hands on his knees and squatted down the the pitcher couldn't even see him like wow. the catcher could not see the center field. I was like, oh my god, that's so little league, you know. It is, yeah, and that that's why they're not even on the minor league rung. That's part of it because like teams would have to fly into Denver and then take a bus down, yeah, and it just became like nah, the, the airport, I guess, kind of maybe fell on harder times. There just were less flights, so yeah. it was just out. I hear you. I think that's a good move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but but no first pitch for them. No, no Sky Sox first pitch. All right, Hest or the Grand Junction Rockies, none of it. We need to get you vibes at least. <laughs> yeah, you know? I would love a vibe. I'll throw out a first pitch anywhere. I will travel to do that. That's okay. a fun experience. Just, it's you know just being down on the field and watching the players yeah. warm up and go, taking the mound. That's a blast. As a non-athlete, I never get to do that. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, I'll throw out a first pitch anywhere. Well, if you have any dates in Manitou Springs, perhaps, it might be uh, something worth uh, checking I out. I do. I'm there May 19th. Let's get it. Make it happen. Somebody out there, do it. What, what's uh, the vibe or the take on, on Manitou Springs? It's just it's the Colorado Springs version of Boulder? Yeah, it's like if you need a rattlesnake skin wallet and some turquoise belt <laughs> buckles, that's the place to go. That's it? Yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's like Colorado Springs, but hippie more liberal it's just sure. a spiritual place it's it's little netherland it's got that kind totally, of totally totally but there's actually all these old motels mm. and it used to be sort of a, a destination for just entertainment so all these mm. motels have very cool theaters in them so the one i'm performing that's lulu's upstairs or something like that um, but they're really you, you go in there and it's just like a time capsule from like wow. the 60s kind of rat pack looking cool, cool rooms there's some cool stuff down there yeah, yeah. that's a neat spot I've, I've like kind of only gone down there for the incline have you ever done the incline no but we're going uh i i do this podcast with my friends the grolics mm -hmm. uh and we're doing that as a challenge on the day of our show before or after before the show? Ooh, have, how'd you do did you know. do the manitou incline uh did you make it i think i've only done it once actually i've, I've planned to do it multiple times but yeah made it up you made it um it was fine yeah okay I mean, I've never done it, so I'm going to try to do it before a show. The the hubris of this guy. Yeah, it's one where you you don't want to like fully lock your knees because you'll you'll feel like you're going to go backwards. You don't want to look down because you will see we won't see, well you you'll see the curvature of the earth a little bit, but you'll see the curvature of the trail, and you're like I I'm just going down. Yeah, there's yeah, nothing just, that's going to stop you. Oof, that's already so you me just got to go anxiety. Yeah. Just just kind of stay like hunched and leaning forward. Okay, and hunched okay. and leaning like, forward. If you fall forward, you're fine. Yeah, falling backwards. Not so much. <laughs> good, to, I, good to know. I haven't heard anybody dying on it, so that's a good thing. Yeah, they let people do it, so I imagine <laughs> not a huge amount of folks die, but we'll see. May 19th, come. Fingers crossed. See if I is. show up to the show. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to sign a waiver, so I think that's probably a good indicator right, in general. Right, right, right. Uh, as, as a lifelong Rockies fan, did it, uh, Larry Walker getting into the Hall of Fame, did that feel like some kind of justification or some kind of acknowledgement from baseball as a whole? Like, we're we're a real team now. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And like, you know, we can get more into it, but I'm, I'm currently very mad at the Rockies and I've stopped spending my money there. Yeah. Like that's how I'm showing my wow. anger. And my dad, who was a lifetime season ticket holder from the jump, he gave him up a couple of years ago after the Nolan trade. Just really? so we were done. We were done giving them our money. But he and I went and bought tickets to the Larry Walker induction game because that, I mean, that yeah. means something. That was exactly as you said, a legitimization of like, okay, your stats aren't just padded with altitude. It helped that Larry Walker had such a good career after as well. Yeah. But no, that was huge. And like Helton will be huge. So yes, I think these are exceptional baseball players who would have been Hall of Famers anywhere they went. You would uh, you would find this interesting is that so you know sitting in the press box kind of paying attention to everything trying to slow it down to watch they've got the video on the board everyone's watching the video of his career and everything and who sidles up to the podium Dick Monfort oh he gets in his quick two sentences and then passes it off I think it was to to Drew Goodman I was like well played well I also played it's it's so astute that you noticed that because mm -hmm. also he did not get an announcement no yes. one came no one drew didn't drew goodman didn't say ladies nope. and gentlemen dick momfort because nope. he knew he'd be cascaded with booze yeah. so he snuck in with unannounced said his two words and then dipped like yeah. if that doesn't tell you everything about how people feel about the ownership of the rockies in this city yeah that it the guy can't even have his name announced because he knows he'll get booed yeah and and how he feels about the team i think in a little bit and and not that not the players exactly or the roster but um, you know, he did say in, in Greeley, I was there for the, the hey, hey if let's all try to get well, 500. If we have a career year out of all 26 guys on our roster, we might be able to be 500 after that. That quote, um, he did say uh, afterwards that, you know, he, he didn't go down and, and, and take his seats behind the dugout a lot last year because, you know, he was a little frustrated, disappointed about it. And I've kind of noticed he hasn't been taking his seats sure. this year so far at home. Yeah, well, they're charging towards 100 losses. I don't think I'd sit there either, especially if I wasn't doing a damn thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I wonder how much of it for him is pride because the organization definitely prides itself on having never lost 100 games. Like, yeah, that's cool. But also, you don't need to spend you know an additional $20 million in the offseason to try to avoid losing 100 games and you're signing guys two weeks before opening day starts. Just, just... Take your punches. It's fine. Yeah, I, I agree. But I do think there is, I mean, I'll just, yeah, there's like a cowardice there and there's like this ineptitude. There's no plan. There's no plan yeah. whatsoever. And so I don't think this guy's playing six-dimensional chess and doing something we don't know about. Like, I think it's just like, I don't have a plan. This is a cash cow for me. And go ahead, hate me. I'm getting rich. I'm building McGregor Squares. I own all the bars down there. My family will be rich off this forever, and thanks for drinking at our bar with a baseball team. Mm. <laughs> Somebody should gift him a, a, a Rockies jersey with the 93 on it for their inaugural season. It just says, he hate me on the back. Be like, here you go, Dick. Here's a gift from the that's, fans to you. That's and great. if you put that on, you'd go, all right, you know what? We're... we're We'll give, we'll give you some. There's a ball. There's yeah. a ball on the to count. Totally, totally. Now it's it's a little bit more of a hitter's count for you. We'll give you credit. You can laugh at yourself. In I that love way. that. Yeah, exactly. Like to at least be knowledgeable. But just be. Yeah, hey, I'm just getting rich. Sorry, yeah. sorry that you fell in love with this team. Again, being at a Denverite your your entire life, are do you think we've hit a tipping point as far as people moving to Denver? I know there's been some reports where like yeah, there's more people leaving than not, and and so this kind of recession proof that the Rockies have been because I just. 
assumed, yeah, you, you could roll out a hundred loss team and you're still going to get a ton of people. They will. It might be under 30,000 yeah, on yeah. average, yeah. but it'll still be maybe 18th best in all of baseball. Do you think we could be approaching something like that where, hey, you know what? There's not as many out-of-towners moving in to, to come see the Cubs, to go see the Mets and the Cardinals. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, the numbers this season have been really low yeah. already, right? Yeah. And we're just one day out of April. So, I mean, if they keep being this crappy, like obviously you open up the party deck and, and the 20-year-old <laughs> tech bros wanted party, but that can't be a sustainable business model. And like people like me, I'll, I'll go to one game this season with my kids so they can have dip and dots and experience baseball. Dinger. Yeah, for sure. They can they can call for him. You can't. Well, my kid was the guy that tackled Dinger. No scare. <laughs> <laughs> um but like guys like me are just not giving the money to him anymore. So it's like and that's going to bleed off. Like my sons will not be as into baseball because dad didn't take them to as many games because this team was so infuriating. So like now you're looking at the next generation cooling on it when baseball is a sports not become is is hurting for fans so it's i think i think like i'm just on my high horse here but it's like that's why mlb needs to intervene because like this franchise is going to ruin the sport of baseball for the mountain west and if you're the mlb you're like goo we kind of want that market you know you you are 100 percent accurate because i actually wanted to start off by by breaking the news it's not breaking but Rockies are going to be playing the Mexico City Series next year. Oh, wow. Against the Houston Astros. Okay. So going back, they're, they're the first team to play a, a game outside of the, the U.S. or Canada in the regular season back in 1999. Vinny Castillo was there. So that's really neat that— See, I would, I'll go to that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll go to that one. Not, not as much money is being filtered through the Monforts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll give for, that to that some game. Mexican baseball owner. Yeah. 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 And so that's— uh, Again, with baseball growing and, and everything MLB is trying to do with the World Baseball Classic, everybody, you know, to a man would, when I talked to them about the World Baseball Classic, they would say, I forgot how, how great baseball is. Mm -hmm. I forgot how much I love baseball. And they forgot because they've got the Rockies to root for. And that's kind of taking that love away from them of like, oh, I, I'm almost swearing off the whole sport in a sense. It really is. Like, I'm really good friends with Tyler Mon from the, mm -hmm. you know, Purple Road. Yeah. And uh, or the Purple Dinosaur podcast, mm -hmm. and he and I were talking, and like he does that, he goes and covers those games, yeah. and I'm so envious. I just see on his Instagram, I'm like, oh, dude, there's baseball. I do love baseball. I've just been made to sort of just hate it because of the terrible example of it going on here, and it is very personal because this is like I want to root for this team. This is my team. The Rockies will always be my team. I'm a Denverite, you know, through and through. But to just like trot out this terrible product again and again and again, have no plan, refuse to destroy it to build it back up, refuse to draft and develop, just to do nothing year after year, at some point you're like, well, if you know baseball, you're dumb for rooting for this team because they're not doing baseball. Yeah. They're doing cash grabs. So like I am lucky I tour for comedy and I'll go to St. Louis and I'll go mm. to Milwaukee and I'll go to these full stadiums with knowledgeable fans who who get rewarded with ownership that tries. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, there it is. I love this game. And they're ruining that here in Denver. And it's like really sad, especially when you got such good other sports going on in the city. It's like who who would who in the right mind gives a shit about the Rockies right now when yeah. the Nuggets and the Aval I mean the Avalanche are out as of last night, but there's so much better capable sports going on. Even the Broncos in this shitty run over the past six years, 
are always trying things. They're all, they're never, yeah. it's never stagnant. Complacent. Right. Not complacent. And so like the complacency of the Rockies is kind of like, oh yeah, I think Denver's got three sports teams, four if you count the Avalanche and all that. But like of the big four, there's three trying mm-hmm. and there's one that unashamedly is going for your money. And I say, don't give it to them. Yeah. Would, would you put the Rockies fourth on the pecking order right now? No. Oh, absolutely. It, that, and that, that's probably a first time that they've yeah, been. Yeah, I think for, so. I mean, they've never been number one. No. They never will be. Uh, I would argue they've been, been above the Avalanche periods. and the Nuggets for a long time. And until, they've been number two even when they weren't even that good, but it was still, again, it's Coors Field, it's baseball, yeah. so they, they were number two maybe even when they didn't deserve it, but now they, they definitely don't, and that's why they are number four. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's always a Broncos town. They'll always be number one. Even when they're the worst, they'll be the number one. It's just a Broncos city. But yeah, I think you're totally right. I think... They're fourth and a distant fourth yeah. with these teams that are really doing an excellent job of, of competing versus mm-hmm. one who's not trying. So, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I, like I said, I, I hate to come <laughs> on and just be like, there it is, everyone. But like, I am a lifelong Rockies fan, a guy who honestly kind of watched what he said about them in mm-hmm. public because I wanted to have a cool relationship with them. I wanted to throw out a first pitch. And for several years I did, they let me do things. But now I'm just like, I feel like if you really love the team, just talk honestly about how awful they're doing and how the owner's doing nothing because I do love the team and I want them to succeed. And this is not going to happen. Maybe every couple of years we'll have a fluke good season where we sniff the playoffs and get eliminated in the first round, but there's no cognizant formula going on right. of winning baseball. Well, I, th- I think we had maybe even talked two or three years ago of like, Hey Adam, love to have you on talk Rockies. And you basically said that like, now's not a great time because I've got some emotions <laughs> yeah. and I, I, I don't want to ruin this potential relationship yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you said, now it's the point where it's like, I, I, I don't want to be associated with you guys. Yeah, I mean, I would love to because they're my team. And if they're great in September, I'll be right there. But I just like don't see it happening. And, no. you know, I can, you know, you know the sport. When they, when they brought Bill Schmidt up to be the GM, I remember thinking, this is the test. You've been doing this for a long time. Please, please, please get someone from outside the organization. Mm-hmm. It's clear in the 30 years we've been doing this, you've never won a World Series. You've been in the playoff five times. That's not a good amount. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Get somebody from outside the organization who can have, uh, may not be drinking the Kool-Aid and can have just a really cold clinical view of like, how do I fix the Rockies? And when they just brought in the dude who's probably fine and great, but whatever, it just showed to the fans and the knowledgeable baseball people, oh, we don't care. We want people who are yes men to the big cheese up top. And that's what we're going to do. And so that for me was the one that broke me. I was like, they don't even care. They do not even care enough to try a different approach to this. It wasn't a commitment to competition. It was a commitment to complacency. I think that, I think you said it perfectly. Yeah. So anyway, I feel like this is a boring podcast because I'm just like <laughs> ranting about how mad I am. But I do just think uh, that that's where I'm at. And I don't really, like you said, yeah, a couple years ago, I was like, ah, I'd like to be political with these guys because they've let me do a few things and it's cool to have a relationship yeah. with a sports team in your town. Yeah. But if you, if you love them and they... Are you know? I love the Nuggets. I'm open for business. <laughs> you guys are doing a great job. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to uh, link you up with the American Raptors if if you want a team here in town. Yeah, it's a rugby team uh, down in Glendale, Infinity Park. That's right. That's right. And there, there's some baseball players there. Uh, big dudes, like they're learning the sport. I kind of like compare it to uh, 
you know, the bobsled, like no kid grows up in a bobsled, you know, league. Sure. You just, you, you learn it. You're an athlete and then you learn the sport. And that's what these guys are doing uh, with the American Raptors. You can go to AmericanRaptors.com and that's cool. uh, watch I'll... some of their games stream for free, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. They got, they got really good uh, price tickets. We got a DNVR rugby podcast hosted by Colton Strickler. So uh, you can learn things uh, all about that. When you go out to those games, Sunscreen, need to you need to have that on. <laughs> you need to be wearing your shady rays as well. Kick off the start to summer. I mean, it's it's still spring, but it almost feels like summer compared to what we just got out of one of the gloomiest winters you've ever experienced. Would you say? Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, as a guy who's got a four year old and a two year old, has to apply sunscreen. I'm not minding the gloom anymore. Like it's <laughs> yeah. all right. It's all right. You guys are like uh, looking at real estate in Seattle, maybe for a summer home. I mean, you're not far off. <laughs> and as any local says, we need the moisture. Oh, more snow, it. more rain. We need the moisture. We do. And we need shady rays in our life. You buy one, you get one free when you use promo code DNVR. You can go down to the Park Meadows <sighs> that was Mall. Seam- that was seamless. Thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, if, if you ever need like a co-host to kick it out to the Grolic Saves the World podcast, yeah. uh, I'm for hire. You're I'm probably, we can do that. Most just effortless ad read I've seen in a, in a long time. I appreciate that. Yeah. Maybe we can get a little kiosk at the Park Meadows Mall. You know, <laughs> where there. You can actually go to Shitty Rays, try some on, see if you like it. Uh, if you buy two or more pairs of polarized glasses, you get 50% off that. And you know what? If you lose or break your glasses, they'll hook you up. They've got a lo- lost and broken replacement policy, which is uh, absolutely amazing. And you can return within 30 days. So if, if you don't like it, how it fits your face. You can take care of that. Shady Rays, use code DNVR. That's fantastic. That's that's how we do it around here at the Segways. So yeah, one of the questions I was going to ask, and you kind of touched on, let, I, I, I'm okay. I don't. We don't need to jump off this train necessarily. Okay. Right. Well, well I, I still want to talk plenty about stand-up comedy, the sure. High Plains No, Festival. I love this train. I just want to make sure I'm doing, I'm We're not trotting right into stuff that you have talked about ad nauseum and boring your listeners and all that. So Well, you know, we, we ha- I'm not going to say we, we avoid it, but, you know, we try to focus on the fun things because yeah, there not- are moments to hit it and go, man, this is like a really bad moment. And people will appreciate that. And other times they don't want to hear that all the time. So we, we still find a way to have fun. I'm also really good friends with this musician, John Snodgrass. He's who's, great. Who's great. Yeah. And he's like the most positive he dude. Is. <laughs> and, and I will bitch and bitch and bitch to him because he's a diehard Rockies fan. Mm-hmm. And I still am a diehard Rockies fan. And that's why I get so mad. But he's always like, the players are great. These are young guys. They're in the minors. Mm-hmm. They make their way to the majors and they land at the Rockies. And, and that's awesome. Let's go root for those guys. Yeah. And I'm like, buddy, you are, that is, what a great view. You have the best <laughs> worldview ever. I'm not as positive as you are, but that is very true. It's not these dudes' fault. They're exciting players. There's exciting storylines. Right. I root for all of these guys. I don't want, not like, fuck you, individual second baseman. It's more like a clinical, institutional thing that I'm, I'm upset at. So yes, there's great stories to be had and, and interesting players yeah. to to watch yeah john speaking of rooting for guys even before their rockies i think he was just on I'll, I'll plug another podcast blake street banner love those guys over there uh they cover the minor leagues and uh aaron and tyler and all those guys they they do uh, an amazing job but as a father now yeah i have to ask are you raising your your boys to be rockies fans uh, you know, they, they have, my son now wears my Rockies cap. So like that is the cap he's wearing, but my, the, the youngest one, we have a Rockies Nolan Arenado shirt and okay. he wears that all the time. And I feel like that's the perfect shirt to wear around town. Mm. It's like, I'm aware <laughs> I'm angry and I'm still supporting. So he's got his little Nolan Rockies shirt that he wears a lot. So like, yeah, parents sometimes will like to dress their kids in like a Violent Femmes t-shirt uh-huh. or a Pixies shirt. Yeah. You got them rocking the Arenado hipster throwback jersey. Exactly. And I feel like it's a good look. 
you, people go up to him like, name three songs <laughs> yeah. about Aaron <laughs> Name a year he won the gold glove. All of them. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. So that, that, that didn't help. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about, you know, traveling and, and, and touring for, for comedy, going to a lot of different cities. And, you know, sometimes you're just in and out. You get to see a lot of ballparks. How does, how does Coors Field, at least from the outside, mm-hmm. stand up? Because, you know, you get inside, it's still really beautiful. But, yeah. like, on the outside, when you go to other cities, you know, is Coors Field still just, like, this mecca where you go by and you say, I want to I want to get in that building? Yeah, I think so. And it, like, really benefits by being so downtown. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of stadiums are just not downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Coors still has that allure for sure. I mean, I, one of uh, my favorites is, uh, Camden Yards, which is the same architect. Yep. And so, yeah, I, I, I've always thought Coors is beautiful. I mean, that's part of the reason why it's so successful. It's a really pretty, comfortable, great stadium with a great view. You know, there's no knocking that for sure. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the spot where if you know, you're going to Colorado, you're going to Denver, check the schedule. Should we go see a game there? I don't really care who's playing. Yeah. One of the teams might be good. Some of least. my, a lot of my comedy friends try to come through and like go see a Rockies game while they're doing it. Sure. More than any of the other stadiums, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot but of I sense. But I feel like baseball lends itself to those fanatics who are like, I got to see every stadium. Sure. I don't know. Is that a thing in basketball and football? Well, it's, it's also every day. That's the other thing. Yes. It's yes. the only real sport going in the summertime. Sure. There's MLS, but it's not every day. Right. So that's the thing with baseball. I mean, that it's pastoral. I mean, that it, its origins have to do with being in a park and having a picnic, hanging out. Yep sitting up on a rooftop drinking $16 beers. You know what I mean? Like it's part of our nation, nation's pastime. I think you're exactly right. <laughs> That's it. Um, in your book, uh, Tragedy Plus Time, Tragic Comedy Memoir, uh, taking, taking it to, to a, not, you know, we're not getting deep, but you, you talk about therapy and, I, and I've started going to therapy like a year and a half or so ago. And it oh, just nice. seems very relevant with Daniel Bard, you know, going on the aisle for anxiety, talking yeah, about that. Yeah. Uh, Austin Gomber who had a, another fantastic start on Sunday, and really, he opened up saying, man, the stress of being a part of this Nolan Aaron. I saw that. That was so, yeah, I love that baseball players are doing that. There's that guy for, I I don't know the name of him, he's a Dodgers player, but he's, I think he's like schizophrenic, and they've kept him on the roster, so he has health insurance. Andrew Tolls. Yeah, totally. I love that. Uh, Especially, you know, I think it's bleeding into every aspect of sports where it's not, you shouldn't just be like, suck it up, like, you know what word I wanted to say. Um, so I think that's amazing that people yeah. and athletes explore their mental health and talk about it honestly. I mean, the yips is such a funny word to yeah. be like, I think there's more going on than like, who's got the yips? Just like, <laughs> let's explore this a little bit. So yeah, I'm glad people like Daniel Bard are, are open about this and yeah, for sure. And you're, you're someone, and again, even just talking with you now who leads by example in, in so many ways. And so again, talking about that and that that's allowed me to feel more comfortable to talk about like, oh yeah, I, I go to therapy too for like my anxiety and, and it's helped me so much. And obviously we have a mental health crisis in our country right now. So uh, a lot of times you have to lead by example. For me, it's so like obvious, but you do forget that a lot of people are kind of really not comfortable with this. And mm-hmm. so I think, yeah, if I'm doing that or whatever, but you know, I, you know, when Simone Biles was kind of like, oh, you know, I'm prioritizing mental health and not competing. You still saw half the country's like, what the hell are you doing? It's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're yelling at a 20-something best-of-all-time athlete because they're prioritizing their mental health. Like, let's just, let's chill out a little bit. I think these are people as well. Yeah. And I think because they get paid these crazy salaries, you're just like, whatever, you just do it. You suck it up. And it's like, no, no, no. Everyone is a three-dimensional person mm-hmm. with a lot going on. And it's just fine if people pause, focus on their brain, and continue to do that their whole life, 
So yeah, don't don't beat up on people for going to therapy. Yeah. If anything, it's just like, hey, way to be self aware. Right. Like you're not walking around with a broken leg. <laughs> go go That's get it. Right. Go check out if this isn't working right. Go get it. Go work on that. Yeah, you can see physical impairments, but you you can't see that on on the mental side. And I think because for so many people, sports is like an escape. Right. You're like, oh, if if you're in that sport, if you're in that world, you have nothing to escape because you're you're that thing already. Yeah. It's like, well, no, again, three dimensional person right and they've got their own issues and their their own troubles and their own in-laws and families and all that other stuff i think we are at a shifting point though but i think you're right i think a lot of people are like that's the thing i watch to turn off my brain i've got a lot of problems i don't want any of my problems bleeding into this thing i watch that i that i relax to and it's it's a lot more going on than that like i'm sorry but these are real people i don't care if they're getting 40 million a season like they've got stuff going on as well so deal with it <laughs> yeah i don't want to see that i don't want to see politics either 100 again 100 and it's yeah. just kind of like sorry man these it's gonna bleed in everywhere yeah uh you fly in and out of dia we haven't talked about this on the show but i was really excited because i kind of you know you overhear things when you're in the clubhouse and stuff and it was like oh Vinny castilla is gonna be the voice of dia yeah yeah and so we had to sit on that and so i think my parents were in the airport recently and they're like oh yeah i heard heard Vinny's name on the on the tram so sure uh, I think that's why I think Kyle Freeland has done it before. That's cool. But Black, I think, did, was the voice. Yeah. So that's that's one of the things that always, whenever I can see a show at Comedy Works, you got a show coming up on May 10th. Whoever's you are who, seamless. You're so seamless doing that. Whoever's coming, whoever's coming into town, they always go, "What's going on at the airport?" And oh, what, what are all these like images? And is there a bunker underneath? Right, it's right. That first improv. Hey, what's going on with this town? Like, oh, you know our. Local you got a riff local for the first couple of minutes. It's so funny. It's like I've been here for an hour. Here's my snapshot on your city. It's <laughs> yes. Always, and it's always airport related because that's all yeah. I've seen. Um, I loved Vinicio on the on the train. That ruled. <laughs> yeah. I was I think I tweeted it's like, hey, can we get a nugget or an avalanche or a player in the playoffs right now? Like maybe Jokic should be doing that announcement. Yeah. But probably Jokic's like, I'm not doing that crap. I don't have time. Yeah. I'm focused. But Vinny, man, I love Vinny. I went to Oaxaca once when I was in my early twenties wow. and I just knew that he had played for the Oaxaca Guerreros. So I was like, I'm gonna find mm. an Oaxaca Guerreros jersey. And I'm like stumbling around Oaxaca. Just I speak Spanish, so I'm just like asking for sports stores or anything, and I'm just not finding it. And literally, like I round this corner because somebody's like, "There's something like that this way," and I and I find this baseball store, wow. and I was like, "I'm from Denver. I love Vinny Castilla. This is all in Spanish." And the dude's like, "What?" And he like he's like, "Come here, come here." And he's got like all these photos of Vinny playing down there, mm -hmm. and like his dad playing down there, and he was just touched. That this guy, this white dude from Denver, is like, I'm here. I want a, I want an Oaxaca Guerrero's jersey, and I know of that team because of Vinny. So like, when I heard Vinny on the train the other day, I was like, that's my boy. I've got a soft spot for. Wow. And he and I call him that because that guy was like Vinicio, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. Vinicio. It's Me, uh, it's funny because um, I'm Mexican. Yeah. Vinny is the reason that my family got into Denver sports. Yeah. Which then bled into like Broncos, which then bled into yeah. the Nuggets with Eduardo Najera. Dude. Which then bled into like the Avalanche a little bit more now with uh, Matt Nieto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that. Culture, I love that. Awesome. That yeah. cultural thing that it really does make an impact at the end of it. That's so. I love that. And on that that same exact trip, I was at some nightclub. We were twenty something idiots just partying the whole time. And I ran into a dude from Colombia, mm. and I was like, oh, oh no, I'm sorry. Um, I, where was Andres Galarraga from? He was from Venezuela. Venezuela. Yeah, 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 he was from Venezuela. And I was like, oh, like Andres Galarraga, the big cat, like Caracas and all this. And he was like, what? And he dragged me across the club, <laughs> and he made me 
tell his girlfriend what I just said to him. He's like, this guy's from Denver. He knows the big cat. And it was just, you're right. It's such a, it's so much more going on than just like the team in your city when those guys are representing on television from those countries. You wow. Know? It's and cool. Like, and that's kind of what's happening right now with uh, Alan Trejo too because he's Mexican in yeah, the World yeah. Cup. Like it, the, the, World, the World Series, like it really changed a lot. For sure. The perspective of a lot of Mexican players. And I know my, my grandparents are getting a little bit back into Rockies mm-hmm. just because of Trejo. That rules. Yeah, that I is cool. It. Yeah, you can see Adam at the Oaxaca Funny Bone on June 18th. No. Yeah. Uh, is there Funny Bone in Oaxaca? Not yet. I mean, there should be. It's called uh, Reír Como Nunca. See, you're just showing off all your Spanish. I mean, you, you you opened, was it your first album? Didn't you open up in Spanish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First track I, I on think your album? So, yeah. Just to fuck around with the audience. Just, just Not let them know what's there. going on. No, I, <laughs> like, I do what love that. What show did I show up for? Uh, nuggets. I mean, still alive. Avs did get knocked out. So now there's there's the pressure on the Nuggets right now to 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 deliver us another parade. If the if the Nuggets can deliver the parade this year, maybe the Rockies can deliver a parade in our lifetime. Yeah, there you go, there you go. <laughs> but you know what's funny? That used that joke used to be the reverse. It one hundred yeah, the right? Nuggets were a punchline in the city for so long. It was the easy. I mean, they were they were the worst in the league forever. And they got in the playoffs every year because there was you know twenty five teams. Hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah. still, it was different. And yeah. now the Nuggets are like you know, despite the lack of respect they're getting, a number one seed all season long. Like, so it is funny that the Rockies have done the full switch on that, and yeah. they're the they're the punchline now. It's true. Yeah, man. It's true. There's there's nothing funny about Breck Brew Avalanche Ale. They are the classic American amber that blends. I am so impressed. I'm just kale. watching a clinic happen. We 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 should get you one. Uh, if you want to, do you want an avalanche shell? We can see if we can. Yeah, get one going. Absolutely. Could we, do we have a super producer that could? Uh, oh, you possibly... mean right? You mean right now? No. <laughs> yes. Okay. No, I'm good. I got. I, no, no, no. I just thought you meant like you want me to do the ad read or something. I was it's, like, I've got it. I've got it. It's one thirty four p.m. somewhere right here, Adam. <laughs> Come on. I got uh, an important call at four. I shouldn't be drunk. Yeah, look, if, if you go to breckbrew.com. You said, you said shouldn't, not couldn't. That's, that's right. Maybe I just take that's a true. whole new approach on this call. You know what? I've got a few ideas. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, you, look, if, if, you're, if you're not sure where you can get it and it's not in your refrigerator, Breck Brew for the Breck Brew mm-hmm, locator. Mm-hmm. Head over there, breckbrew.com. I'm so glad you said that because when I go to my refrigerator and there's no Breck beer, I'm so confused and irate. I punch the wall. I'm like, where do I get Breck beer? But now I know you go to the source. And it's, it was right there the whole time. And the, and the boys, I mean, you know what? They get into things all the time. And you go, guys, come on. <laughs> guys. You do that and you put your hands on your... On your hips, and you're like, oh, and then you just laugh to yourself. Well, right? we actually have a button in our head. It goes, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and then this really wholesome music plays like the end of Full House, and I deliver a lesson to the boys. Filmed in front of a live studio audience. About alcoholism did, did, and rage. Did, did you think about that for those who can't? Again, another plug, three seasons on, on True TV. Sure. You, you don't want to do the, I mean, no one really does filmed in front of a studio audience just like abc shows i feel like now. yeah you know we actually joked about that it'd be really fun unexplained to <laughs> just do one and you have like a 12 episode yeah. season and like all of them are filmed like most of the shows like you know that there's no studio audience it's a uh, single cam versus multi-cam mm-hmm. they call it but just have one multi-cam with an audience and you're like what and don't <laughs> tell the listener or the viewer what's happening just have one that was a you know, 80s sitcom, those who can't. I would love to do something like that. It'd be so funny. Rory Scoville, every one of his lines would be one of those things. Oh, I mean, Rory would turn and look at the camera. Like, yeah. Guys. Yeah, I think we did one. It was the Christmas special. And we kept, there was a line. We were just like, we called it a holiday coincidence because we didn't want to say Christmas miracle. Because ah. 
So at the end of the camera or end of the show, Rory turns and stares down the barrel and goes, what a holiday coincidence. And I just always <laughs> love this. So peeling back that fourth wall. And He's uh, legitimately one of my top three favorite comedians. I think Rory's a genius. Like I'm yes. lucky to be friends with that dude. Mm -hmm. I, I love, he makes me laugh harder than anybody. And yeah, if you don't know Rory Scoville, follow him. He's touring all over. I think he's here in October oh, at wow. the Boulder Theater. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And he's he's one of the best. So free and mm -hmm. effortless and just a really good, good dude. Fearless. That That's 100%. it. He just performs. Uh, I saw him at uh, Comedy Works, uh, where you'll be uh, sure. May 10th. That's right. Up next Wednesday. It's still available, but they're moving fast. They are. And, and there's no uh, Rockies game that night. No so, Rockies game and no Nuggets game. That's it. Yeah. And no Avs. And no... Uh, no yes. Broncos. There's nothing to do but come to downtown and sit in the basement and watch me. There's nothing else going on. I'm going to be uh, emailing every single person who follows this podcast yep. and watches the live show and say, yep. what's your excuse? Because you need to get there. Well, and then you're going to give me that list of names and I will be at the door checking it in. And if, if you're not there, if I don't, if I don't mm -hmm. cross you off, guess what? You'll be getting some more emails from me. And they're not going to be as pleasant as the first ones. Oof, yeah, and you're going to send it from your iPad because you're you're mad, <laughs> drunk on Breckenridge beer. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> but but Rory during the during the check spot, which for anyone that doesn't know, people are paying their checks, their their plates and their glasses are being taken, so you're not paying attention. And no one was paying attention. I was, and he just riffed about a cockroach in his bathroom, and it was like one of the funniest things I yeah. ever seen. It was like he was only performing for me because I'm just looking around. Is and anyone's no, everyone's catching like, this? Oh, did you want? No, give me 15. Oh, Venmo me, Venmo me. And I'm like, he's just he's just eating time, but it's still hilarious. It was still genius. It's always the worst part of any show. I don't know yes. why. Some clubs I'll go to and they do it after the show, and I'm like, cool. Let the but like it's literally like you've worked for 38 minutes. You're going to crescendo at 45. You're building to something. And they're like, sorry, we need these people to do math in the dark. Clink, 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 yeah, clink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're uh, just like, ah, it sucks. Um, but it is what it is. Part yeah. of the racket. Part of my art. That's it. Yeah. There, you don't have to worry about the, any kind of inconvenience or being distracted when you pay for your bill. Over at Illegal Pete's, which is amazing for graduation season, because, look, you don't want to cook for your entire family. You get it catered. Burritos, beers, buddies, Illegal Pete's. Now, here's, here's where I get serious. Yes. Illegal Pete's Let's. not only sponsors my Grolix monthly show, which yeah. is taking place at the Bug Theater next May 29th. I don't remember the date. 27th. 27th, last Saturday of every month, thegrolix.com. Illegal Pete's also sponsors the High Plains Comedy Festival and has from the jump. I'm dear friends with Pete Turner. When I started the High Plains Comedy Festival 10 years ago, I went to Pete and I said, could I have 5,000 bucks? I think I could do a comedy festival. And he's like, hell yeah, I'm the wow. title sponsor. And we've been like good friends since. I love Pete Turner. I love how they support artists. I like how they uh, support Denver. I like how they're sustainable. This is not even an ad read. Illegal Pete's is, we're lucky to have such a cool company around here. You think you're buying a burrito? You're buying freedom. You're buying. <laughs> That's because there's guns in their burritos. And that, that is freedom. <laughs> That's it. That is it. Yeah, no, um, Mateo Lane in September. It's it's a shame you couldn't get someone you know a little bit more attractive, but a classic, Slaven, slovenly dressed, <laughs> just kind of disgusting Mateo Lane, just gross, probably very smelly. Yeah, Mateo Lane. I mean, listen, if you just look at the ground and listen to him, he's very funny, but he's just hell on the eyes. He's he's great. Yeah, yeah. he's a he's a monster, and he sold out. He's added a second show. He sold out that first one very quick. Yeah, uh, Mateo Lane is a beast. He's such a good comedian. Just a just a classically trained New York comedian. Yeah, yeah, he's great, yeah, talented. He's like a good like artist. Like he can draw freehand, and 
He can sing. He can do like Mariah Carey. He's, very, he's a five-tool athlete. He's got all. He's got a number of abilities that your average comedian does not. And he's headlining the High Plains Comedy Festival. Dare I say five-tool athlete? No, don't do that. I, I, well, I, we'll edit that I out in post. Dare. We'll. I we'll, dare. I know this is live, but we will fix that in post. Denver <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, stand-up uh, comedy scene. A lot of folks coming from here. The uh, the most notable names, at least from recent memory. Josh Blue, TJ Miller, Dan Soder, yourself, the rest of the Grawlix guys, uh, Ben Roy. They don't, you don't need Orbital. to name them. I'm the guy. I'm, the I mean, guy. It's, it's a trio, but there's like one star. I mean, who, who's it's on the me. marquee for May 10th at Comedy Works? Not, oh. not Ben Roy, not Andrew no. Overdahl. It's no. Adam Catenholland. Those right. guys are holding me back. Could be. Yeah. No, they, I, they definitely are. You would have had five them? seasons if... You know, you kind of just made it a one man. That's what the president show. of the network told me when he canceled us to my face. He's like, "Have you had you ditched Ben and Andrew? John, this would be going five seasons." John Franklin True, John of True, True himself. Wow. So, yeah, Junior. He's a junior. His father oh. was a, a iron <laughs> magnet. <laughs> iron. That's it. Just iron. Yeah. That's it. He found. He discovered iron. <sighs> That's pretty good. That's a lot of money. Yeah. In that. Comedy Works is just on any given night. You should just go down there. I mean, again, no, go there May tenth. Everyone else is oh, dog shit. No, yeah, I'm there May tenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone else is there other nights. It's a great club, but May tenth is the night. That's it. I mean, I heard like on a May eleventh and after, there's some good nights. There might be shows. I don't know. I haven't Until checked. The, then, I haven't checked so the much. calendar. There yeah. might be shows going on. I don't know, but you I know it's sure. happening May tenth. Yeah, there's a link in our description. Podcast as well as here live on on YouTube on the DNVR Sports Channel. Click that link and get High Plains Comedy Festival tickets, the May 10th show mm -hmm. at Comedy Works, which is legitimately one of the best stand-up comedy venues in the country, which might not mean anything to people that are going to a show, but you get a better performance from a comedian when they're like, oh, no, this place knows what to do. No one's going to be heckling me. They'll get rid of any kind of riffraff. It's a good setup. It's not weird where you got to crane your neck or the stage is too small. Yeah. It's it's perfect. Truly, so many comedians, when I when they learn I'm from Denver, they're like, oh, buddy, your home club is Comedy Works. You're so lucky. That is the best club in the country. And it really is. I feel like if it were a music venue, you'd flock to it like it was you know CBGB or something mm -hmm. like that. It's like a destination comedy spot. And Denver's lucky to have it. I'm so lucky to call it my home club. It's an incredible. Despite the jokes I was making before <laughs> about the dog shit comedians besides myself, it's like everyone's <laughs> falling over themselves to get into this club. It's, uh, we're, we're lucky to have it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. We were, we were talking uh, before we started recording that, you know, when you think of stand-up comedy, it's like New York, L.A., then, then Chicago's like, you know, triple-A, quadruple-A almost. Great scene. Yeah. But Denver has become one of those places now where – you can you can stay here and 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 have a career. I mean, you you've done that again, having so much national success from from right here in Denver. You put your money where your mouth is. Well, thank you. And and Wendy and Comedy Works is a huge part of that. But it's also kind of cool to see there's this just like independent comedy show renaissance going on. There's yeah. so many comedians running shows and cool breweries putting on shows. And I mean, Denver is a very healthy comedy scene and I'm the old guy. Suddenly it's like, I'm 40, <laughs> 42 and I'll, these people will invite me to come headline their shows and I'll come in and I'm like, I don't know that person, that person, that person. And they're great. And wow. I can remember when I was younger coming up, it's like, you knew the eight funny people in town. And now there's just 150 funny people doing it constantly. So Denver is a really good place to be if you're into comedy. And if you live here and you've not, 
explored the Denver comedy scene, like get out there. There's so many shows. Obviously, come to our stuff, but like there's such good comedy going on in this town. May 10th is is the, when the comedy. There's one starts. show in this town. There's yeah. one show. It's May 10th. In in comedy, it's called Opening Night, and it's it's May 10th this year. There's a new club called Comedy Works. It's opening up on May 10th with me, and it's closing on May 10th with me. <laughs> We're shutting it down. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the the Denver comedy scene also like bleeds out a little bit too because. Fort Fort Comedy up in Fort Collins is a spot. Boulder has you know Boulder uh, Bohemian Beer Garden, which I don't think it's there anymore. No, they moved it over. Shows, That's the right? Boulder Comedy Show. Yeah. They, I forget the name of the new spot, but it's a great show every Sunday night in Boulder. Yeah, and the Comedy Fort in Fort Collins, man, that's a jewel. Mm -hmm. And David Rodriguez is a very funny comedian. Opened that up, so it's a comedian-run club. Uh, it's a healthy, the, mm -hmm. the comedy scene on the front range is very healthy, except for, uh, even Colorado Springs has got cool stuff going on. It's really popping up. It's really going, going well. I think you even, you have a show at, uh, mm. the comedy fort in June. July. I remember. July. You really, you really July looked at that calendar. Six. six. How do you remember this shit? Oh, I don't man. remember this shit. I don't know. The key is you just don't forget it. Ah, that's, that's the key it. to remembering that's, things. Now, like now where the good. Breckenridge beer is when it's not in your fridge. Yeah, it's you, at Breckenridge Brewery. You need a Breck brew locator in your brain. Yeah, you instead just I just instead I just got holes in the wall for my fists and that's, terrified children. That's it. And that's some who, truth. Who woo for the Rockies? Yeah, we we got even darker. Yeah, on that on that note, um, I I do want to ask, and this is where I'm I, sorry. Next, no, 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 we're not going to talk about to that one birding. No, I didn't know what it was. I just thought it'd be funny to stop you. <laughs> I, uh, I need to talk about birding. I'm into birding too. I'm no. a huge birder. Okay. Fuck the Rockies. Fuck comedy. <laughs> this is a new birding podcast. Let us talk. This wow. is fantastic. You're actually a birder? Yes. Hell yes. yeah. So my father-in-law, he was a kid growing up in and around Princeton, New Jersey. That's where I'm from. And like there was some Princeton professor that took him under his wing. <laughs> uh, I, I wrote that. Yes. Got it. Landed. Stuck the landing. Put in a ooga in post <laughs> on this live podcast. That's it. Live studio audience also sitting back there. Thank you guys all for coming out. Seriously. Um, but yeah, so he learned it and then kind of passed it down to his daughter. And then every time he would like kind of flex on me when I was, you know, dating my wife. Like, Do you know what that is? And like, I don't know. And like, oh, well, that's uh that's a cardinal. And then I'd nail it down. And what's that? That's a cardinal. I'm like, no, no, it's not <laughs> red. And you're like, well, the lady cardinal yep. is more muted. That's, yep. that's actually kind of like one of my favorite birds, the lady cardinal. Lady cardinal? Her. Yeah. I, and we don't have them out here in Colorado. We do not have them out is here. It's the only thing that I, I almost missed from the East Coast. Yeah, East Coast has phenomenal birds. Yeah. You might even say better birds, but I, I don't <laughs> know. I, the cardinal, all the baseball birds are on the East Coast. You don't get many Orioles out here. You don't get, I guess there are Blue Jays out here. But Bullock's Orioles. Bullock's Orioles are out here come on now yeah no i love it i don't know what happened i got into it like 15 years ago just a light turned on i was like birds are amazing yeah. <laughs> ever since then i've just been obsessed and now it's like it's it's reached a weird point for example my uh my wife and i have started doing neighborhood bird of the week Ooh, this is what's become what is of this? me i used to be cool i used to be like a hip good <laughs> dude people thought i was just like adam kate and holland's edgy now every sunday night i sit with my wife we print out uh, we have a template, so we'll move a new photo of a bird that you might see in the neighborhood. Put a photo, put some facts on it, say what it is, mm -hmm. hang it out on a tree outside our house, neighborhood bird of the week. We're educating wow. all the kids in our neighborhood about birds. And it's cool. We watch people walking their dogs. They stop. They read about the bird of the week. I've been having a little fun. I just hide one fact in there that's completely fake <laughs> that I make up every time. For example, this week we're doing a red-winged blackbird. It's a bird of the week. Classic. We've got lists of, you know, you can see them in City Park, and here's what it sounds like, and here's what the female looks like. And then one I put, um, great at Super Nintendo, terrible at Sega Genesis. 
And I don't know if that's not true. I've never seen a red wing blackbird try it, but I can't disprove you. They're little fun Easter eggs. This is again, this is where I've gotten that's as, it. as a 42 year old guy. So it, and also it, it now sounds like you've pivoted from watching the birds to now watching people stop in front of your I'm home. I'm watching people. Yes. My new kink is watching people learn about birds in front of my house. Yeah. Just watch people go, hmm. Because I'm like, just leering out the window, thirsty for Breckenridge beer. I got, I got three eyebrow raises. I got one person who just kind of shrugged and walked away. Jerk. But you know what's funny? If somebody, yeah, when people just kind of look at it and just keep walking, I'm like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> like, you're not curious about the world at all. You're just in your little, just just keep, stay on your business call, you yeah. prick. The first time I ever identified a red-winged blackbird, I didn't know what it was. I, I thought it was a dying bird because it was on the ground in a parking lot and all you could see was a little red yeah, epaulette. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, dear God, the this wing has been ripped off of this bird. And then it got <laughs> up and flew away. I was like, oh, I saw some yellow too. Right. Contacted the father-in-law. It's just a red wing. You know, for those that you, for the listeners, they've got these beautiful red wings like you, on mm-hmm. their shoulders, mm-hmm. uh, almost like a uniform. Like epaulette. Epaulette, right? epaulet, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of yellow underneath there. And then yeah. other than that, completely black. Mm-hmm. Very cool bird. And some that are like orange. In fact, the bird of the week. Oh, that's how good of a bird it is. <laughs> we actually, our, our Adam, Adam Mares, is also into birds. Okay. And so we kind of go back and forth and talking. And again, on, on your uh, your last album, dropped in 2020, Semblance of Normalcy. Yeah. Right? You, you talk about one of these excursions. What Were you going to look for the uh, Sandhill Crane? I don't remember that joke. So tell me what it is. I've... Well, first off, it, it won me over because talked about like trying to get into birds and you're like oh you confused a grackle with a red winged blackbird and oh, i'm yeah. like damn it they do look a little <laughs> bit alike and if you're new you don't know that and you know the audience was like good but they were like waiting i'm like now that's for birders that's just right, right well there. you got to sprinkle some in there's like five percent of the audience will get this joke but don't worry keep coming i'll give you a joke that everyone will get fleas Adam Haddam. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember that joke. Yes. That was not Sandhill Crane. That was going out to the Eastern Plains looking for raptors with a group oh, out that's of, right. yeah. yeah, with a group out of the Museum of Nature and Science. Did you see any burrowing owls out there? I've Dude, that's so funny. I have never seen a burrowing owl. Whoa. I really want to. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who I bird with all the time, and he and I have just like a like first one to see a burrowing owl wins. Have you seen one? Never. No. Yeah, exactly. These are owls that live underground. They live in prairie dog colonies all around there. And so they're just little scurrying, long-legged owls that live under the ground. And they're all over Colorado. Any prairie dog colony, if you're there, keep your eye out. Maybe you'll see one. But I've never seen one. And I have, I'm, I'm such a bird nerd. I've, I've got old men who I'm friends with who, who lead bird tours, who know their shit. And they'll be like, I saw a burrowing owl at Cherry Creek State Park at this entrance the other day. And I'll go. And I have still never seen one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no. Maybe together we can to see. see it sometime if we ever bird. Someday, someday we we will do that. Yeah, no, I, I love it. Uh, growing up on like the Jersey Shore, never saw a pelican. They're in Colorado. Like, I know that I, really I th- that really messes locals, people up. Yeah, they don't. They're like, no. I mean, it's just it's probably just a big seagull, right? Like, no. no. I mean, even a seagull, you go, well, that doesn't really make sense either. Yeah. But yeah, American white pelicans are just gorgeous. I, I saw one in City on Park that. yesterday. Yes. Yeah, they, I think birds just cool. go where there's food. Period. Yeah. So, like, if they can find food out here, they'll be here. Ditto, you know, so, I mean, yeah, there are pelicans in Colorado, everybody. Do you have, do you have a favorite bird? Whether you've seen it or not, but you're just like, this is, this is kind of my bird. It's you my know, spirit bird. it just changes all the time. But I think the bird that got me into birds was this bird called the ivory-billed woodpecker, oh. which is extinct. 
Um, but there was a big myth. It's like the Sasquatch of birds. How, how hipster of you. <laughs> <laughs> you probably haven't heard of it. Uh, mine's the blue-footed booby, so whatever. Uh, blue-footed booby's your favorite? Why? No, no. no red-footed booby. No, to be Red-footed booby. You got red hip. feet, you got a blue beak. It's more booby for your buck. A blue-footed booby. Come on. No, I, I just, I like a puffin, actually. Puffins are great. Uh, the Ivory Build Woodpecker, there's a great book if you're any birders out there. Like, half your audience is just slamming the computer <laughs> shut. Um, Ivory Build Woodpecker was uh, the largest woodpecker ever. Big red head. And, and they, uh, the Pileated Woodpecker kind yes. of looks like them. These ones were bigger. So they thought it was extinct in like 2013. A guy who was a Cornell professor of ornithology claims to have rediscovered it. And he didn't get good mm. video, but he got good sound and all these other bird nerd things. And so it's literally like a divisive thing. There are people out there who, like me, like myself, who think they're out there mm. and they exist, but like we just haven't gotten conclusive wow. proof. There's some who are like, they're extinct, but they're all in the swamps of Arkansas and Louisiana, really hard to get to areas. But you talk to, you know, in these books, they'll talk to backwoods people who are like, oh yeah, we've I've seen one. and I've, So it's a really kind of Sasquatch type of bird, like, is it extinct or is it not extinct? And that I read that dude's book. I was like, well, that's fascinating. And then ever since I've been a birder. Wow. Yeah, that's a I have an Ivory Build Woodpecker tattoo on my back. You do you? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. That that respect to that. Thank one. you. Thank I, you. I, I will yeah, no, pilated woodpecker. I, I popped the first time I saw one. They're of amazing. Like, you see you see those and you're like, holy shit, what a bird. Uh Ivory Build Woodpecker, bigger than them. Yeah. And similar looking. Wow. Yeah. Bird talk. Bird talk. Real talk. Bird talk. Get, getting serious. Yeah. yeah. That's a new DNVR pod. Real that's talk. It. Bird talk. It's a sport. We can make it a sport. DNVR birds. BRDS. Like, why not? We'll we'll do that. I'm available. It'll be cool. We'll we'll have to get a uh, a branded sponsor for our, our binoculars. <laughs> our bin binos. That's what we call them. In or the I call them binocs. Orvis oh, okay. or Swarovski, like the crystal people. Ooh. That'd be a good sponsor. There you go. Those are great binocs. We'll, we'll teach you all about, about jizz, which I didn't know about. You taught me about jizz. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, I, Don't I get no context. Don't tell your listener what it is. Just I taught him about jizz, and yeah. that's that. Adam Caton Holland, jizz. Do a Google search, and uh, you'll learn about that. Yeah. And, and and peckers. You'll learn a lot about peckers. And also, and there's a little little available on sale on eBay. So oh. there's there's two findings in that search. <laughs> ah, okay, excellent. And this is all above board. We don't have to put an uh, expletive because. What we're saying is is legit on the up and up. Yep, exactly. High Plains Festival, September 21st through 22nd. I think the Rockies are on the road for that as well. Okay. And uh, May 10th, man, Comedy Works. That's going to be the spot. You got some some local guys opening up that uh, crush. Yes. That are uh, fantastic. Ben Bryan, Elon Stribling, Salma Zaki, all very funny. I like to kind of, at my Comedy Works shows, Comedy Works is so fun to headline. This is when I just like let it all hang out, try out new stuff. It's just my home club, and so... Anytime I get a headlighting date there, I just have a ball. And I try to put on locals who you should know about, who mm -hmm. may not be regulars on that stage yet or are getting spots on the weekend occasionally. But I try to showcase people I think are very funny. And those three are, are examples of that for sure. That's the best part, too, for anyone like watching this. You're a baseball fan, but you probably like prospects. That's all. That's what I love, too. It's like yeah. listening to comedy shows. Like, who's like the up-and-comer? Where yeah. Stavros is obviously blowing up huge, but... Two years ago, you, you might not have heard of them. Yeah. And it's like, learn about these guys now. They're right in our backyard. They're opening for you on May 10th at Comedy Works downtown. And I'm a comedy fan as well. So it's like fun for me to watch these people and just be like, oh, I, I love seeing people discover new comedians and see how funny they are. So yeah. yeah. Discover Adam Caton Holland at Caton Holland on Twitter, 
and uh, adamkatenholland.com too. That's right. That's right. And I should plug my podcast, The Grolic Saves the World, with it's me and two deadweights named Ben Roy and Andrew Orvidal. But somehow the podcast is really yeah. funny and it's blowing up. It's growing and growing and growing. We're having a lot of fun. Uh, we do, We it's basically like self-help challenges uh, competitively done yeah. against one another to try to win each episode. And, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Comedians on, River Butcher. We always have comedians on there. Fantastic We've had recently. aforementioned Rory Scoville on there mm-hmm. and, and Kyle Kinane and, and all our buddies. It's a, it's a fun pod. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, get get all that content. But May 10th, hit the link in our description uh, to get tickets. You'll see me there. You'll you probably see Adam there. You, I, he's going to be checking that email list. So again, he's holding you accountable. And may I kind of say one last thing? I love the Rockies. They will always be my team. But I need, I, because I love them, I'm this cruel and I'm this honest. And I think as fans, you need to be as well. And if mm-hmm. you can do that with your dollar, then do it. Go to a few games if you need to show your kiddos baseball. But like, we got to demand better. And until we hit this dude's pocket, he's not going to change a thing. It's true. He doesn't own Comedy Works. So shift that money over, <sighs> not just May 10th, but everything after that. It's opening night. It's, it's the opening start night. of the comedy season. There's going to be a real great. comedy comedy season starts yes. May 10th. Playoffs start September 21st through 23rd for the High Plains Comedy Festival. That's right. Mateo Lane will be uh, starting it. So you you want a postseason stand-up there for that. Absolutely. So you're, Absolutely. You're going deep in the yeah. postseason. Oh, we're going all the way this year. Comedy playoffs. Let's go. <laughs> Let's playoffs. go. Uh, well, you're, you are a wild card. <laughs> uh, but uh, again, I'm KatenHolland.com, at KatenHolland on Twitter. May 10th, get those tickets uh, at DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter. Uh, we have a saying around here because, you know, you can build momentum in a singular show, in a singular baseball podcast. But uh, unfortunately, you're only as good as your next podcast. So we will talk to you on Wednesday. Back with Susie at 1 p.m. here on the DNVR Sports Channel on YouTube.